Gabriel, Sledgehammer here at Triple M. Good morning, everyone around the nation. It's Get This with, yes, myself, Tony Martin. <laughs>
So now listen to the best. <laughs> so I'm going to point at you, yeah, Richard, when, you, when we need the stuff. Yeah. Okay, everyone, now this is Benny Disbelief now. So uh, here's a story. A dog, Buddy the donkey, appears as witness in the dispute between two neighbours in Dallas. Right. The first witness called in a lawsuit in Dallas is a, uh, is a donkey called Buddy. <laughs> However... A witness. A witness. In a, in a, in a, is he giving testimony? He is. Yeah. Who's on the Bible? <laughs> oh, we're sorry. <laughs> so, yes. Okay, so uh, let's just, so now we're going to cross live. Are we? We're going to cross live to the courtroom yeah. where Buddy the donkey is uh, is on the stand. Yes? Yep. We're all good. Not yet. This is suspended. Interests, buddy. Thank you. Don't, I'm a lawyer. I'm a lawyer, buddy. The donkey on the night of the tenth of April. Were you in your stable? One stamp for yes, two for no. Yes. Were you of sound mind? Did a man approach you? <laughs> My knuckles hurt. Did you know him? In your statement, you say he approached you and kissed you on the neck and nose. Is that right? And is that man in court today? <laughs> Let it be known that Buddy waved his nose at Richard Marsland. <laughs> <laughs> yes, it's a lie. It's a lie. It's a lie. It's a lie. It's the background noise. Is there some courtroom out, boss? Tony, you're up with Matt all day recording this smashing glass and worrying about half syllables. I don't have time to get in there. I have to do these things live. I see what you're trying to do there. I think that works. That was a boarded up theatre of the mind. That was. I know what you're saying. The theoretical of the minds. You wanted something like this. That's the way That's it. You go back and drop that into what? Unfolded Adelaide, Ken. And they call that podcast of all Oh, yeah, still doing the act. Mm. Still getting around, doing the Lucky Grills act. Wow. 
And of course, it is very um, obviously aware that it's odd timing with the Barjas DVD finally coming out. In memorial now. Well, I guess it is. Gee, I don't know if that's a very good immemorial bunch of bar jokes. No, <laughs> but Lucky was right into it, and on the DVD there's a fantastic clip. There is of him appearing live in the audience of the Late Show. Yes, and it's um, I actually had to cut it down slightly to fit it onto the DVD because he stood up in the audience one night. They went crazy, and they went nuts, mm. and it just went on and on. I went out, made a coffee, came back, and still standing ovation. Can you feel the people in the reality by t-shirts and the open <laughs> flannel shirts? <laughs> <laughs> the reality by coming soon, Peter. <laughs> <laughs> no, but he was a top bloke, you like my thrill. He was. It's very sad. So how did he come up through the scene? Was he like a vaudeville sort of comedian? Because I remember he used to pop up on midday every now and again. Oh, and they used to have like a seat of, they used to have like three seats and there was maybe Sid Halem. Lucky girl, like the old-timey, yeah, Ernie Bourne, Johnny Lockwood, that lot. Yeah. Well, I don't know. Lucky used to put out albums on cassette, and there were hundreds of them. Yeah. The Lucky Grills collection. Mm. If you've got all of them, that's quite a collector's item right there. Mm. But, uh, yeah, no, he was right into it. And, yeah, it was, I mean, at first, I think he was not very happy that we were taking the piss. Yeah. And then when he, when he heard people laugh, yeah, right here. No, he was right into it. He was touring at one point, uh, calling himself Barjar. Uh, Three-hour show. Three-hour show. Well, Christina Aguilera is cancelled, yeah. and I was going to put Lucky forward to fill her spot. <laughs> but all the people who had a Christina Aguilera ticket sharp and it's grilled. Well, two hours. that would have been a top-nine entertainment. Hello to all the grilled family. And then, as if that isn't tragic news enough, we get in this morning and I'm handed this. EastEnders Mike Reed has died at age 67. Only like three days after oh, Ross Noble live on here presented us with a picture of him. He's like that cat. Ross is like that cat in the. Oh, not the dead cat. Yeah. Ross Noble's handing your photo round. I'd be a doctor. <laughs> but uh, we've had a lot Sad, of that. He's great. That means Frank Butcher will never be back on EastEnders. He's died of a heart attack. Mm. And you might wonder why would Mike Reed drop dead? of a heart attack mm. at only 67. Mm. Let's just remind ourselves of the kind of level of performance the guy was hitting every time out of the block. Your child is a stranger to you. God, Elvis! All this was some cock I've been saying about nothing. No, Barry had a kiss at all. Barry went off into the Scottish mountains wearing a pair of city shoes like the dozy big clown he always was. Jimmy wasn't there. Because he said something to you, you've taken it as gospel when you should have known Dad better. You have no right to tell me what to do. I have every right. This is my daughter we're talking about. And it's you. And I love you, you barbie old horse. <laughs> Potential shames when you're Nick Nolte. 
the unruly actor returns to his old ways as he collapses in an airport lounge and can't get up. And there's a fantastic photo. <laughs> a leading Hollywood actor just sort of slumped against the plastic chairs while everyday tourists look over the back and wonder who that is breathing against them. <laughs> Former sexiest man alive. <laughs> in the new weekly, travellers at Hawaii's Lahuhei Airport uh, were stunned recently after an apparently drunken Nolte collapsed on the ground, passed out in front of them, and could not be persuaded to get up for several hours. Uh, while onlookers claim the actor seemed inebriated, his reps have been quick to deny being drinking. Nick definitely was not under the influence of anything, said the actor's publicist. He was just playing around. Yeah, oh, this is a hilarious guy. I'm getting in an airport for five hours. That's a killer. What a payoff. <laughs> I know where we'll get him. I know where we'll get him. What? What's this? No, no, what's this? No, don't go. Stay. No, after the fourth hour, it's hilarious. It's slow burn. <laughs> Where's the payoff? It's just like that hilarious prank that David Hasselhoff pulled at the airport where he just pissed his pants. That was a killer, wasn't it? Pulled me. Anything for a laugh. But listen to this. Let's give him points. According to eyewitnesses, uh, Nolte was friendly and approachable as he attempted to stay conscious. He's friendly and, and approachable as he's slumping into it. Reminds me of those birds nesting in his hair were pretty nasty. Once he got close, they're not feeling they're young. <laughs> he's approachable while he's at a drunken stupor like on the ground. Did you uh, sign for me, Nick? No. Did you just draw on it for me? That's what it says. He even made an effort to prop himself up onto his elbows to pose for photographs. <laughs> People's ankles. Uh, Nolte was recently voted number one on a US TV program called 40 Most Shocking Celebrity Mugshots. <laughs> and there's the photo that I'm hoping will be included on his passport from now on. That is gold. Man of the year, Nick Nolte. Very close. Footballers have still got a few weeks left, mm. but it's going to be close. Uh, I've got a theory, though, Tony. A conspiracy theory. A conspiracy theory. About this very thing. You have come to the right program. That's what we'll be getting to next. Yes, we will, Rich. Hit that button. More monkey business. Sorry for talking over your ad break. That gets you every time. Oh, little pause gets you. Trying to get all states to finish on time. You know what it's like. Many of them suffer from erectile dysfunction. Oh, sorry, I'm not supposed to use that phrase in this time slot, pardon me. A lot of people have been calling up saying, were you joking? No, we're not joking. Uh, Frank Butcher, sorry, real name Mike Reed, the man who said, has passed away. So we should probably be giving that clip a rest for a couple okay. of days. Oh, yep, yep. Just for a couple of days. Mm. And of course, yes, Lucky Grills died over the weekend. And thank you to everyone who's been sending in wonderful emails and... Uh, a, a beautiful rendition from someone called Ethan Hunt. Mm. I don't think oh, that's right, real. He sent in a beautiful, uh, moving rendition of the Bajar song, Daji Waji Ass. <laughs> I don't think they'll be wanting that song at the funeral, I'm afraid. Still, thank you, Ethan. Don't break my ass, my Baji Waji Ass. I don't think my pants would understand. Yes, great lyrics preserved digitally on the upcoming Memorial DVD Bajas. And the olden days, somebody pointed out to me that once this DVD comes out, the game's up at eBay, where currently Bajas and olden days VHSs are selling for $120. Gee. As someone calling themselves Sunny Brizzy says. How come? Exactly. That jiggle soon be up. Uh, what about that documentary you guys put out years ago, says Mark Grimwood, about that stuntman, that crazy oh, Canadian stuntman? What is it? Where can I get it? It's only on VHS. It's called The Devil at My Heels. Or it could be The Devil at Your Heels. Is it, is it Ken Carter? Your Heels. Yeah, Ken Carter. Ken Carter yeah. Memorialized in um, the Ammonia song. The Ammonia song, Ken Carter, exactly. Man tried to jump a car one mile. Legend. That's right, one mile. You should have seen how big the ramp was. He was serious. He's going to jump from Canada to the United States. Legend. Like, what's happening? Like, a mile. Mm. Like, that's literally a flying car. <laughs> like, for several minutes, you would be a flying car. I mean, think about it. Yeah, absolutely. That's a mile. It's a long way to go. <laughs> You're in a car. 
I'm like, minutes, several minutes in a row. That's not going to be a good landing. And he really tried to do it. And you can see what happens if you rent that documentary. I think it's only for rent these days. Mm. Orange. You can't miss that orange cover. Okay. Okay, that's the uh, paperwork. Out of the way, thank right. God. Time for some music. Richard, uh, you brought the electric guitar in sure. today. Can you give us a bit of, I don't know, a sort of pixie sound? Oh, like yeah. a, a Dick Dale surf guitar thing? What do you got? <laughs> Today, still in shock, you never get over it, is the quote. Uh, recalling the disaster, you never get over waking up and being told that Craig McLaughlin will be playing you in the telly movie and that <laughs> even though it's in the snow, he's going to have his shirt off in the very first scene, which is what happened. <laughs> Remember that? Yeah. He had the shirt off. Yeah, I've had surgery to, to take the part of my brain out that remembers that. So. Had the snow? No, no. Tony, I don't want to know about it. I'm amazed he didn't have the guitar out. Like, is that how they found you yeah. a diver? And I remember him being slightly oiled as if he laid down and someone got one of those things that they used to put oil on a chicken before they roasted it. Just brushed him lightly. He's in the wreckage somewhere. Listen, hang on. Is that a lick from Mona? That's even worse taste than what we were saying about Frank Butcher. Please, let's not talk back, Yeah. Uh, I've got one. 
Yeah, you know, every week uh, in the New Weekly, we get most of our material on the drunken celebs. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know, Nick Nolte's on the juice. Yeah, yeah he's on hand. He's just got a booze IV drip that she walks around with. Ruthie Spears is contacting her gynecologist uh, via the pages of the New <laughs> Weekly. Uh, getting out of a limousine again. Absolutely right. And then he's got a checkup. I'll just get out of a limousine. Michelle Rodriguez is on the source. How do they get the photographs so quickly? Surely these people can't be drunk all the time. I firmly believe that our friends, not at the New Weekly, right. but the paparazzi that are taking these photos, spiking drinks. The lives are drinking water and um, paparazzi spiking drinks. So, Lindsay Lohan, those, those bottles of water supposedly full of vodka mm. actually were full of water yep. and the paparazzi who put the vodka in there. Yep. The paparazzi who made her chase after her own publicist okay. mum in a hijacked car. Yeah, well, well how do you, yep, okay, keep going because it's still stacking, it's still stacking up at the moment. Yeah. Maybe, yeah, hang on. I don't understand. See, why would they get Nick to go and lie in an airport for five hours? A long time, isn't it? Well, it's obviously, this makes for some great photos. So you're saying all of these shots set up by the paparazzi? Yeah. So there's the paparazzi with a water pistol that squirted David Hasselhoff in the groin. Absolutely right. <laughs> to make it look like he's wet. So our pants inside has got in there. Let up a little valve. Perry Hilton. Perry Oh. He'd probably have been fiddling about with yeah, David Hasselhoff's pants. He'd love to get in there. Would it be on him? Yeah, absolutely right. Mr. Martin, have you heard any conspiracy theories? There's one in the paper today about Hillary Clinton. Right. Um, how she suddenly showed a bit of cleavage. Oh, right. Uh, during some sort of public event. Is that really helping? And, uh, well, that's the thing. That's what I think maybe, and she's sort of acting quite you know, t- taken aback as if, like, well, why is a woman's body, why is body issues mm. uh, so relevant when there's a woman in the race, when it's never the case when there's a man in the race. But I think she's actually saying, check me out, this will get me in the news. Right. Uh, Clinton's are back into the news. And uh, I'll just describe it for you here. Uh, Clinton apparently wore a rose-coloured blazer over a black top. Uh, the neckline sat low on her chest and had a subtle V-shape. Uh, subtle V-shape. Mm. Uh, the cleavage registered after only a quick glance. Not an unseemly amount of cleavage showing up. No, no, no. But enough. In fact, I've seen something similar with Julie Bishop from Australia, our education minister, except it was a W-shape at the Christmas party. Sorry. It's a very very thing, like it's a zinger. <laughs> a menacing zinger. That might not make sense, but if you write down the letter W... A joke that comes with a kid. <laughs> we want to hear your conspiracy <laughs> theories. The make, yeah, yeah, make them up, you're going to say. <laughs> Just nuts, please. Really, let's use a false name if you have to. You, know, you do anyway. Yeah. Look, there's, there's prizes, but let's not worry about that. Uh, come on, you lot. Get, it, get, right, get on the juice and give us a ring. So, radio newcomer, uh, best of radio newcomer. Yeah, not nominated. <laughs> Wonder why. One triple three five three. Thank you. That'll be Fat Boy Slim here again. This on Triple M. The lawyers have been in. They've allowed us to put a couple of these calls to where we're looking for nutbag conspiracy theories. Who's got one here? Hello, Brett. Uh, how you going, fellas? Uh, good, thanks. Hit us with it. Uh, I believe Alan Jones's secret identity is John Laws. <laughs> Jonesy and Lawsy the same person. What, what are you basing that on? Oh, uh, well, actually, what you said before, they can't appear in the room together. Oh, yes, they're never in the same room yeah, together. Yeah, and Clark Kent. Yeah, okay, it's a, it's a very good disguise. I mean, it's quite a range of voices this bloke's capable of. Yeah, it wouldn't be Dr. Jack when Mr. Hyde, it'd be Mr. Black and Mr. Pink, I'd say. Which one is which? Uh, I'd let you decide that. So, yeah. here, and then he ducks into a phone box and... Uh, <laughs> read from John Michael House, and I think you'll find if you're doing Alan Jones at home. <laughs> it's the only, but, Brett, if you was the kind of superhero like you're suggesting, it's the only superhero whose alter ego is remarkably similar to his... <laughs> <laughs> you know. yeah, yeah, but... Superman only had glasses to make a difference. Well, right? yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. But the blue pad hair and the gold mic and yeah, yeah, good one. Brent. And if you are wondering, we uh, we have put the album cover we were talking about recently, John Law's The Mind and the Music. Oh, wow, well worth a look. It's our album of the week here. Get this. It's up on the website now. It's actually there. Thank Absolutely. you very much, Brett. I think you're uh, onto something there. G'day, Mark. G'day, boys. How are we going? Good, thank you, sir. Uh, hit us with it. Yomo of the gut. Mm-hmm. Never directed by a Russian director. Mm. It was all just a uh, publicity stunt that he actually punched on with the great, great man, Warwick Kappa. Australian film might remember all the public.
publicity last year. Nobody had heard of this film until the publicity where the Russian film director punched Warwick Capper in the face and then was whisked out of the country, supposedly replaced by Bill Hunter. You're saying there wasn't even a, a Russian film director, maybe? Nah, Bill, I reckon Bill Hunter was the uh, director from day one. They just made it the publicity. And you reckon Hunter might have uh, headbutted Warwick? Oh, someone must have. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I, don't, I don't even reckon he was punched, to be honest. That's how far I'm going. I'm serious. Mark, you are. Go on, Mark, you are. Just take the rail. I stepped on a rake, possibly. Negotiating his way around the garage during a three grand strip. But the good news about it, though, is we'll be released in four months straight to DVD. Now, where are you getting your information from? was going on about how first it's going to be released in July. Well, that's going to have to be by tomorrow. Mm-hmm. Uh, then it was only six weeks away. Now you're saying four months away. Four months um, straight to DVD. Yeah, well. Mark, can you keep us updated, please? You are, you are our official. You're both up the guts in Australia. I can tell, actually, I can reveal up there where I got my sources. Fantastic. Oh, down the line. Well, you know, let's not rush a masterpiece. Yeah, absolutely right. <laughs> let the undercut be established, no. and then there'll be some more creative differences with Warwick. Yeah, absolutely right. They could find it every premiere. That'd be nice. <laughs> and a boxing match, and then the, then the film could start. Hello there, uh, Nick. How are you? Uh, hello. Yes, hello, Nick. Yeah, well, um, some would say it's a conspiracy theory. Others would say it's just basic fact. But uh, I think uh, Brett Ratner uh, tried to destroy the X-Men series. Yeah. And were you by directing the third movie by himself? Oh, I mean, it, the advertising for it, the marketing, what, what they're marketing a guy with wings, that was like their main character, and all he did was fly a few times in the movie and then try to cut his wings off. I mm. mean, it's hardly worth it. And, it's like, and then he talks about digital feather rendering, which, I mean, technology yeah. and digital making has gotten such a stage that it doesn't justify giving Ben Foster a role in a film. And Feather rendering in our sentence, that's certainly not big evidence. I think. Right. Nick, I think there's one place for this theory, and that's an internet forum, my friend. Oh, alright. <laughs> <laughs> on there, son. Rhett Ratner. Hang on, they're getting the, the film back from the chemist, and they've gone, this is a chip. This is a 180 million dollar prank on us. Why did we hire Brett Ratner? <laughs> what were we thinking? <laughs> Thank you, Nick. Alright, that's elaborate, but possibly true. Hello, Les. Hey, good morning, gentlemen. Good, thank you, sir. Uh, well, hello, sir, and uh, hit us with it. Um, mate, I believe that the Superloo company, the um, people that do transportable toilets and that, yeah. are trying to bust our bowels. How much did you say? What, what do you base that on? Mate, if you have a look on the inside of the toilet where they've got those special instructions, you'll find written in very, very bold letters, these units are not designed for standing or sitting. Oh, right, okay. Liz, I'm baffled. What are we meant to do? Mate, I believe that we used our fingers in a very inappropriate manner. Wow, okay. Wow. And neither standing nor sitting, affecting a kind of half-sitting, half-standing mid-crouch position. Wow, I just don't. Delicate balance. Liz, I wasn't ready for this, but uh, are you hosing one out at the moment? What's going on there? Mate, I worked for Super Luther 12 months and I finished about two weeks ago. There you go. Not bitter at all. Fantastic. Did it end acrimoniously? Uh, it did. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> Were you... <laughs> <laughs> they're just his theories at the staff meeting. They're dragging him out of there. It's true! You're all being fooled! Don't listen to him! <laughs> on your legs. All right. This is disgruntled ex-employee of the day. Well, thank you, everyone. Well, yeah. I don't know. No, I don't think we've got any time. Time to go. Uh, hang on. There's Ken on the line. Are you there, Ken? Yeah, I'm here. I What's your... He, he, he tried to brush past this one. What's your theory? You know that uh, version of uh, Ed Cavalier doing uh, the Keith Urban song? Yes. I really believe that it was the man himself, Keith Urban, after a few bourbons. After a few bourbon, let's have a listen and see if it plays. That's really Keith Urban you're saying, Ken? Yeah, I think so. Just listen to the voice. Mm. Are you saying listen to it again? No, 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 thank you. <laughs> yeah. All right, sorry, there's no time. Not on a ten. Well, Ken, love you to speak. <laughs> Don't call again. But uh, on a day when we have a musician coming in as well. That's right. Thanks very much. We will run that theory by the man himself. He joins us in the next hour. Dave Brady. <laughs>
run by young people who are really keen to get on in life. Sinatra, 
Before then, there was Jolston and Ethel Mormon who just sang out into the room. Wow. And you can tell like tones. And you, what about, is there any sort of uh, to and fro with the audience? No, it's, no. Quite, it's quite an unpredictable show. A lot of people come in expecting a bit of, you know, because it's mainly in cabaret areas that we do it. People come in expecting a bit of, you know, lightness. But it's, it's, it, it's, it's dark. It's a dark and it's suspenseful. And, uh, and they're kind of, um, it's quite powerful. And they're, like uh, back in their seat for most of the show. Wow. And now you've been to Adelaide with this, uh, um, Melbourne. You're taking it to Brisbane, is that right? Maybe we have to look for the right, <laughs> right thing. <laughs> yes, you can't really. It's not like Vodafone Arena. Its contributions are very left field. Well, you may have heard, if you were listening earlier, Dave, that uh, the nominations have come out. Oh, I've heard that. The yeah. Radio Awards, and Ed hasn't scored Best Radio yeah, Newcomer. Yeah. He yeah. shot himself in the foot <laughs> by sending in Don from the courtroom. I heard that, yes. Richard did his best to sort of bring it home. Yeah. <laughs> sound effects. Put a bow on it somehow. Focus it somehow. But, <laughs> no. yes, it, it was... Uh, in many ways, I find it to be like an orchestra without a conductor. Tony. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> that's a compliment. I think that's a compliment. Short on snacks. Are you on some sort of diet today? Yes. What's going on? I'm trying, I'm, trying, I'm trying to eat less. His sugar levels are down. Mm-hmm. Well, he's living in uh, what he describes as a dude ranch. Don't you know, uh, Ed scores in the sport for a report, which I always enjoy. Ed does his sport for a report. Yeah, you should be tied up to one of those, uh, you know, things that put footballs on, which has their heart rate, their whistles oh, right. during the show. And people at home could perhaps log in. Uh, yeah, that'd be nice. Check out the BPM. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I can learn the Yes, yes, yes. Does work? I think there's like a GPS tracking system, isn't it? Yeah. So they can find which nightclub they're in at four o'clock in the morning. Yeah. And when he's saying particularly useful things, <laughs> they could see what his uh, hypoglycemic index is like. But when he's being, you know, left field, the conductor is absent. <laughs> the orchestra is falling down the stairs. <laughs> they could uh, check, you know. Well, he's I even through. I don't know if you ever hear the very beginning of our show, Dave. Do, yeah. It's the list of things coming up. I'm still uh, the man noted the other day that Richard's name is absent from the yeah, well, it's because of been the hive. There's only a certain ah, gap in the hive. But Richard's really he's white-handing his way to <laughs> name above the title <laughs> territory. It's going to happen. It's already happening in Brisbane on our billboard. He's name above the title in Brisbane. Hands in his pocket. I heard that, yeah. Especially. You know, you said that, and I got out the billboard, and Richard's hands are not visible at all, and you're the one with your hands in your pocket. Right, and it's quite innocent to have hands in your pockets, really. It has a history of managing his area. I don't know if we want to actually encourage people to deface our billboards. Please do it. I'm directing that right now. We did that years ago. You know what we need? What? We should have put blank speech bubbles. People can fill them in. Have you been screwing with my Wikipedia entry, actually? It means someone's been there. What's the damage has been done? Well, they don't lie on it, but they've inserted two words in it that... People are, they have been damaging our page for some time. It says, uh, Tony, a key phrase. And it um, it says, Tony will select a phrase from today's show which has tickled his fancy. People constantly change the word fancy to penis. It's just not the sort of happened to mine. Oh, you're joking. Dave Graney appears in the stage accompanied by his penis, <laughs> which is, is true. Technically true. Right. Yeah. But, you know, perhaps not the right emphasis. I'm not, I don't want to be complaining. No. Pulling grain bread. I went to the court and I said, Judge, it's a, it's a lie. <laughs> I would, as Donkey Court, like a reporter here, you would know. Take us back to Donkey (laughs) Courtroom. Let's get this show back on the rails next and get this. Here at ABC FM. No, it's Triple M around the nation. This is the program. Dave Graney is sitting in with us, and we were talking conspiracy theories Mm -hmm. uh, earlier, Dave. But I don't know if you. Now, you live in Melbourne. Mm -hmm. Uh, Do you ever read the 50 50 column in the Herald Sun? I don't, Tony, no. Oh, 
missing out on some gold there. There's great letters here really in the What's the idea of the 50-50 gold? Well, it's just a chance to float in that bed theory and go a bit uh, ranty. Is it like me and my own? Um, I love me and my It's letters beginning with the phrase Y-O-Y. A lot of the letters come from someone called Joy Buttress of Dramana, who is a bit of a Joy Buttress. She's not a big fan of Joy. But we've been reading her letters out on the show, and somebody, a guy from Malvern, has written in to say there's no buttress listing for Dramana in the Melbourne White Pages. Could Joy Buttress be a made-up person? Oh, surely that wouldn't be going on. Maybe it's Bill Minge using a non-diploma. Oh, you could Bill Minge right into uh, the advertiser. advertiser. You're from uh, South Australia, Dave. Uh, Do you remember any... Did you have anything to do with any Minges? Uh, (laughs) The Minge family, were they... Mount Gambia. Any Minges in Mount Gambia? Wasn't he in the... show with Mike Hunt? (laughs) I don't think he was. (laughs) I don't think he worked with Michael Hunt. I don't think that's true. At all. <laughs> what was the one you said might be a made-up name, Richard? Well, there was Dorothy Plack. Dorothy Plack, real person, apparently. Right. When you mentioned that, a lot of females okay. came in. Right. Leave off Plack. Leave off Minge, suspect, Plack, real. Perhaps Joy just isn't on the phone. She enjoys <laughs> writing letters. It doesn't seem like someone who would be living in the 21st century. Mm, I don't think there's much of a conspiracy there, Tony. Nothing there at all. Have you heard any, are there any conspiracy theories going around in the rock world at the moment. Mm. I mean, there's always urban legends and sort of uh, mysteries, isn't there? Well, you can always look on the internet for Tupac and you'll find many entries that he's not dead. And uh, see, his album he was bringing out before he was killed, mm. but he was going to change his name to Machiavelli. Yeah, that's right. I uh, bought the Machiavelli album when it came out and it starts out with gunshots. Right. So Tupac is dead and it and it was done before he died. But see, that always happens when rap artists are killed. For years, firstly, they're still putting out records. Mm-hmm. And, and videos of them being assassinated in very different ways show up for months afterwards. Yeah. Well, both him and Notorious B.I.G. were obsessed with their own uh, demise. Uh-huh. Uh, so many of their songs and, and, you know, it hasn't been sorted out yet. I mean, there's been several documentaries, hasn't there? Mm. It hasn't really. I don't think it's been sorted out. It hasn't been sorted out. Maybe that's what we want to talk about today. Something about the alleged police being involved. Oh, no, no, they're always and they're doing the investigating. Right. Oh. They're themselves, are they? Yeah, okay. <laughs> there you go. Allegedly. Allegedly. I mean, there's so many. I mean, there's ones we can't talk about on air. Uh, well, the, the famous story about the Rolling Stones. Allegedly. And the Mars bar, yeah. for example. Mm. What happened? Mm. Oh, I can't really say. Not fit for this time slot. Allude to it. Uh, cops raided, uh, was it Keith Richards' house? And uh, sexual act was in progress involving a Mars bar. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that kind of all, I mean, it's good timing from the cops, obviously. <laughs> I like true stories in the music scene. Like, um, Little Richard was recording... Like little Richard recording in the 50s, and a little girl turned up. She'd walked for all day to get to the studio. So yeah. I went, you know, I thought maybe you could sing a song about my family. And she'd written all the words out about her uncle John and, uh-huh. and Aunt Sally. Really? Yeah. Uncle John, you know, Aunt Sally, and all that. Long, and it ended up being Long Tall Sally. And he just bashed it out right yeah. there, man. <laughs> yes. But you know, well, the thing is, wouldn't you hang on to that girl? I mean, yeah, yeah, yeah. Obviously, she's uh, producing hits. Mm. Have you ever had someone just turn up at your house with the idea for a song? Oh, no. I, uh, in the days before emails, I used to get letters from uh, cranky people. Yeah, a fellow would uh, send me a letter, you know, complaining that he had uh, told me, met me once uh, ten years previously, and and told me every song I'd ever. <laughs> oh, really? And and he was mad at me. Right. Then I, this, he was in Adelaide, I think. And I went to another show years later, and this really tough looking biker guy was, was sitting at a bar, you know, and said hello. And, um, I grew up around a lot of bikers, mm. and they, they come by. And, um, my peeps, you know. Really? <laughs> <laughs> anyway, how do you get on with them, Dave? Yeah, and he just said, Why are you all doing it? And I, you know, the mood, mood shift, and I said, oh, what, what are we doing here? You, Barnsley, Barnsley, you know. I did not know Barnsley or Barnsley. Well, let's talk about how they tell it. He goes, you are all stealing my song. Well, yeah, yeah. Right. Stealing. So Dave Grady and Barnsley <laughs> and Barnsley. Oh, and he's here in the studio today. 
within six months, orchestra's out of business. Except for the ones here at Triple M, obviously, every time Jet plays, that's really happening live. But Bing Crosby was the man who was out on tour and he would record his show on tape and he actually invested in tape and he came, that's right, quite rich fellow. And that was considered odd and unusual. Yeah. Taping his shows and playing them back later. Madness. Madness. It's all got to be live. Anyway, I digress. No, but this is the kind of stuff we're looking for. Urban myths, rumours. Are they true? Hit us with another one, Mr. Marshall. Okay. I like that one, Bruce Springsteen. Yeah, Yeah. very hard. How about uh, uh, Mickey and Sylvia? I love Sylvia Robinson. Robinson, you did uh, Rapper's Delight. Rapper's Delight. She was also in the 50s act with Mickey and Sylvia, and she did a solo album with a song called Pillow Talk that's on the soundtrack to Carlito's Way. I think you sang a version of I have, yes. That's a beautiful uh, play guitar engineer. Yeah, the Sugar Hill Girl, as she got it together. Oh, yeah. Mickey and Sylvia. She's hot, Ed. Uh, really? Yeah. She has, I believe, I believe they call it bumps. Oh, man. Yeah. In modern parlance. We like to call them. We like to call them norks, you know. Uh, yeah. Norks. I think it comes from the North Coast Milk Company. Is that right? Yes. Because we prefer norks. Breasts being always associated. Mm-hmm. on my side. That makes it 2-2 because I say norks. We all say norks. Really? Over here. I'm not sure where that's coming from. That's... Mm. Good to do with sticking with rock music. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> um, how about the uh, Counting Crows? Yeah. Nothing interesting about them. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> okay, how about Elvis Presley? Yeah. Um, yeah. Today, back yeah. in 1954, his very first uh, public appearance uh, mm-hmm. on this day. Mm-hmm. Um, but he's related to someone very famous. Mm-hmm. His daughter? I'm not sure if this is true, Dave. Oprah Winfrey. No way. That's what I've heard. Okay. Okay. Damn lie. How yeah, would Oprah be related to Elvis? Yes. I think back in the day, I'm like, hey, sure. incredible, Richard. Yeah, some sort of Presley connection. No way. Well, that's what I've heard. I don't know. Mm-hmm. Does she like to uh, fly four states away to get that sandwich with uh, peanut butter and bacon? <laughs> that's what Elvis would do. I think the evidence is clear. Pull oh, all of the entourage onto a plane. They'd fly four states just to go to a place that made the peanut butter and bacon sandwich. That's class. Which required two men to hold it up so that Elvis could shut down. Hmm. Um, okay. I've got one, one more. It's here. Back in 93, yeah. my very first rock interview, hmm. Mr. Dave Crane. Oh, oh, wow. See, yes. people know that. Was I standoffish in the... No, you were wonderful. Oh. Like, the publicist had to come in and, and ask us to wrap it up. Oh. Because oh. I had run out of paper yeah. starters. Yeah. Um, but it ended up being a 45-minute interview. Yeah. Talking a lot about Jack Kerouac. Yeah. my first interview. I had, with Jack Kerouac. I had things to say. I had a backstory. <laughs> Well, we want to hear your backstory. Any kind of rumour or legend or rock back in. I say Elvis didn't throw up his sandwiches either. No. He would look take hours to take a long shit. Yeah, that's that is that's how he died. That is eventually a compacted Yeah, a number two. Yeah, there was a way. I know that sounds made up, but it's sadly actually yeah. true. Yeah. Do you want your rock facts confirmed? Dave Brainy is the man to do it. One triple three five three. Dave Brainy is with us today, and we need your rock facts, your rumours, your ugly truths or untruths. Who's got one? Hi, Leon. How you going, guys? We are excellent, sir. Hit us with it. Uh, I don't know if you've heard about the Phil Collins rumour about the song In the Air Tonight. No. Um, it's, apparently it's written about a guy who he saw didn't help a guy who was drowning. Mm-hmm. And he apparently he invited this guy to a concert and perform the gig with a spotlight just on that guy. Mm-hmm. Is it, can you, obviously, Phil Collins, uh, you'd be across the Phil Collins story, I'm guessing, Dave. But my mind is like a deserted palace of Saddam Hussein's <laughs> with a sparrow flying through it. Well, I guess that could be true. Could be true. Help me. I wanted to know. Oh, any, I mean, Richard, any, Bill Collins, surely you've got something. Didn't oh, he inspire the killer in American Psycho? Yes. Uh, yeah, possibly. Yes. Oh, I, wasn't oh, I, thought, I thought that was Huey Lewis in the news. Isn't yeah, the killer at a Phil Collins gig before one of his sprees of murder? He's constantly playing Invisible Bath or something. Invisible Touch by That's true. That's true. Yeah. Yeah. I'll just quickly the Phil Collins story so far. Oh. 
Um, and uh, it's, I, I think that's uh, in the F night. That's a, that's a, like that room has been going around for years. Mm-hmm. And I, there's no truth. I think it's about love. There you go. And the drama's coming. Suddenly everyone's leaving. Okay, well, we can't confirm whether that's true. Martin said no. Sorry, Leon. I think Walker is on the line. Walker? Good. Uh, a bit of phone trouble, but just bellow your rumour at us and we'll see if we can confirm it. The Beatles did not play their instruments on a guitar student. Oh, play their own guitars. Yeah, no. Uh, well, there's about three drummers that say they played Ringo's drums. Can you give us any example? Bill Spector reckons he uh, produced it all and he said, just ask Bruce Lee. <laughs> Bruce Lee was there helping with the mix, was he? Uh, so who, if, what, can you give us an example of a song, Walker, where it's not the Beatles playing? Um, I can, and I can say Jimmy Page actually recorded a few Beatles songs, so to speak, look at that, from Santa. Oh, uh, I, don't think, I don't think Paige would have done it. Yeah, but Jimmy Page played on a lot of the Kinks and the uh, Who and uh, things like that, but mm. the Beatles were provincial northerners. He wouldn't have bothered. He was a London guy. They were just losers from Liverpool. I, I don't quite know how Toto got it. Kiss beds. 
We'll be back with some water cooler talk. I think we have some, though. Here it is. I don't know if you understand the concept of water cooler talk. Have you ever heard that phrase? I have, yeah. John Howard loves it. Loves a bit of water cooler. He does, yeah. We've been trying to generate some of it. barbecue proper. Oh, you yeah. yeah. Same thing. Mm-hmm. I love it, yeah. Well, we've had a crack at creating water cooler talk, and I don't think we're really getting it right, though. <laughs> Do you reckon um, the, the guy that brings it, do you reckon they just get it out of the tap? I mean, how would we know? We wouldn't know. We should get a glass of tap water. Yeah. And a glass of water from the water cooler. And do a taste, do a blind, a double blind taste test. It just both would just taste clear. How would you know? Me- no, remember when they brought out clear cola? Oh, yeah, yeah. It was clearly cola, just without the colouring. What if you got, like, clear cola and put it in a thing? Couldn't tell anyway. I reckon after a while people would just assume that water was cola. <laughs> I like it. 